0: Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on SelfDiscoveryMedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Sabrina Rumbeck And we've got a lot to talk about today, but Asian women who boss up what does that mean? Well, it's secrets for women who are forging their own path and thriving. There's a wonderful book that we're gonna be talking about, Asian Women Boss Up, but we're also going to be talking about burnout, stuck in a career that drains you, um, how to change things in your life, how, You know, the little things that you can do in your life that changes things. She says, uh, The Boss Up, um, uh, Asian women who have broken the mold to achieve and overcome difficulties or inspire changes through relentless endeavors. Healing from across the globe, diverse walks of life and very discipl- uh, various disciplines included STEM, healthcare, finance, coaching, and non Women who boss up is a welcome companion to any boss or boss in the making so we've got a lot to talk about here today but briefly she is also um very much into the health wellness a health professional and she has a podcast uh called um what is your podcast called love
1: it's called powerful and passionate healthcare professionals
0: excellent so uh we'll talk about that as well and she's also got a special bonus gift for us today so you've got to listen in to find out all about that I love the the boss-up, you know, um, and the Asian women too. Um, My ex-husband is Asian so my kids are half-half. And the culture, uh, you know, stems back so many thousands of years, and there's so many beautiful little things that you incorporate in your culture that is just such a harmonious uh, way of living. And we in the Western society desperately need that. We need to learn the little things we can do daily and ongoing daily uh, that are going to help us. So I'm looking forward to dive into that. But let's start with the book, Boss Up. How does that come about?
1: It's such an amazing opportunity. One of my friends, her name is Lucy Liu so uh, and she's now the actress lucy Lou, but when she started she was trying to break into that front mm-hmm. and we become really good friends just through the amazing social media and the internet and connected because she's a life coach and she has a transformational journey of finding confidence by knowing your name is your identity and when we connected and she was approached by this book opportunity without what is a mission Uh, how many books Mm. or really anything professional have been highlighting women Mm. and 18 Asian women who traditionally are seen as the back people, right? Like uh, the family culture of you take care of the inner house, Mm. let the men take care of the other things. Instead of there are so many strong fabulous and intelligent women who are carrying on a full load of career themselves at the same time still be able to be the best partner or the best mom the best daughter there are so how can we highlight ourselves and not cast ourselves into those supposedly okay career i've been even asked i'm in medicine and some people even ask me Oh, did you get into medicine to be a clinician just because your parents want you to right. And my answer was no it wasn't one of the yeah you have to be a a provider or a nurse or a lawyer or engineer mm-hmm. to be okay it was more of i found human body so amazingly interesting both from the healing part and the mindset part and I don't see anything else that I want to do. So that's why i deep in there. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, that's actually one of the big keys. You know, some people are lucky enough when they're young that something is driving them. I've got to be a part of that world. You know, this is where my intrigue is. This is where my passion is. And this is where I want to commit. And many other people are living their lives by the expectation. I've known many a person that's been forced into being a lawyer or a doctor by their parents, no matter what their culture, because everybody thinks those are you know, um, successful careers, only for them once they get their degree to walk in a totally different direction, right? So to know what you want to do up early in life is a gift in itself, because for so many people, they're trapped in that expectation and they're rediscovering themselves later in life to to find out what they want to do. So you were blessed right there.
1: I was, I sure was. And I also had, my mom was very open. I think she was someone who's also very independent woman. She was a family of four kids and she was the one of the middle child. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm the only child. So she, I think in some degree is, okay, this is you. You don't really have anybody else that holding your hands <laughs> like siblings to yes. bounce everybody else off I have my cousins but that's about it but everybody live in a different city mm-hmm. they have their different lives uh, I just become someone who are so drawn to my specific friends and now I even talk about this in both from the life side and the business side we only need to have the core people that mm-hmm. are just like us and the people that complement us right the way that we couldn't even think and they thought it about it right and that creates the synergy that is truly what we compound on other people's knowledge time energy and intelligence and it's okay some people are not in your circle because their negativity and their opinions don't pay your bills don't make you happy so why do we just simply be okay to say no to those other people and things and keep saying heck yeses to anything and any people that only light us up. It's
0: funny because I do a show every week myself, Sarah's View of Life. And my show this week is, uh, is activating your vibe and stepping into good vibe um, uh, vibrations, but also looking for your vibe tribe, right? People that are on the same vibration in you, same frequency you. Uh, you know, I metaphorically speak that every single one of us is an instrument. And what we have to do is learn what that instrument is and find the right orchestra in which to play it in. So it's finding that vibe of people that you click with and you complement each other and you can cohesive, can collaborate together is such a creative way of doing things. And those that are the naysayers or the downers or everything, you know, everything owes them, they're the negative vibration. And you can't help them until they're willing to help themselves. And you can't be around them because they're the life suckers. They'll suck the energy out of you. So it's really important that we really, you know, doesn't matter what stage of growth we're at, but put ourselves around around the right vibe tribe, right?
1: Exactly, because people can be super successful. And however you define that success, again, mm. whether it's by money, by your time freedom, by the people you're around with, right? however you want to define success and define your personal freedom. But at the same time, we all as human beings in positive psychology, we said there are 10 sabotaging tendencies we all have. It's not just we're judging anybody. We actually judge everyone, we judge ourselves. That's why it's the number one sabotaging tendency. Yes,
0: yes. Oh, we're very good at sabotaging ourselves, aren't we? We're really experts at that, yeah.
1: Right, we are the only person who actually stop ourselves from moving forward. Mm -hmm. So when you hear any new ideas, whether it's soft or rough, it's your own perception. That's not reality. So whether you think someone's giving you advices or they are condescending that's your brain created because you probably connected to certain words that they have said and it's not that they are right or wrong you created that you connect with that so somehow you felt judged not Mm -hmm. because someone actually called you out even it can just be a generalized statement you connect to it and then therefore you're judging yourself you're judging that person and then you put yourself down in the lower vibration versus other people. They can be super excited about yes. the same thing and same body language or the mm. same tonality. It's all on how this thing yes. right, make us happier or make us having these emotional roller coasters. But the quicker that we can even call out our judgment, right? And any of the subcategory of self sabotaging tendency now we can be like oh that's not me i'm actually just beautiful person i'm awesome already right statistics even show us more than 80 percent of people don't even remember how awesome they are right right all all the confined constrictions Mm -hmm. and if we can just call it out oh this is just my sabotaging tendency this is my what i call my judge the itty bitty shitty committee of (laughs) no. Right? Make you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Nothing to laugh at. Yeah. My clients do this too. Judge, it's your biggest self tendency. We all have it. That's okay. And as long as we can recognize quickly, then we can be like, ooh, I can yeah. stop myself. Yeah. No yourself. longer in a fight and fly mode. Mm-hmm. Right? Then we can think about how do I then retrain our neural circular tree to get into that more empowered state. The faster we can get into those empowered states, the last time we spent in that itty, achiness of repetitively thinking about the terrible emotion and all the things that wasn't going right. Right. You know, I love
0: the word flawsome because every every single one of us is flawed in some way. But a diamond actually has more value with a flaw in it, right? And so if we could embrace our flawsomeness and understand that our flaws is what made us who we are right, if we've stepped into heart, if we stepped into good vibrations, if we've lifted our, uh, opened up our soul, we have stepped into that higher frequency, but it came from flaws, it came from that self judgment, or it came from um, being perceived by other people's opinion. Uh, Because we, we seem to, as human beings, find it absolutely imperative that somebody else's opinion of us counts. And really, it should be, where's the opinion of yourself? Because you live with yourself 24 seven, you can't escape yourself however much you try. That self-judgment, that self-criticism, that self-doubt, that lack of self-worth is everything you're projecting out to other people. So you're gonna invite those negative people, right? Because that's your frequency. So if we can raise that frequency, raise that vibration into a higher level of self-love, now we're actually resonating on a frequency that's so invitational and more creative are more abundant, but we we're very inclined to. But so and so said I was this. Well, they're entitled to their opinion,
1: but I'm also entitled not to accept it. Exactly, perfectly said. I don't have to drink the other people's poison cooling. Yes, I can drink that. Yes, like, I can drink my use fountain over here. Yes, and you can have your thing. I don't have to accept that gift. Right. And one of the uh, book that I read uh, recently, it was like a, one of the older book called Attractor, um, is including one, uh, the person who created the uh, Law of Attraction movie. Yeah. I think one uh, the, the point I was trying to get is that whenever things don't go well, it's because you haven't learned the lesson yet. Yes. So the universe, whatever you believe this thing is, is trying to help you learn some way. But it's not gonna just be a cloud, you're sitting there, la, yeah. and then you learn it. It's gonna make you feel like you earned it. So oh, it's yeah. gonna be a difficult <laughs> experience. Yeah. So something that a lot of people now talk about is this imposter syndrome. Really is your judgment is just mm. chiming constantly away and won't shut up. Right. right? And some people don't even like the word judge. Um, mm. Okay, fine. You don't use the word judge. Then you have to give yourself some kind of other label, right? <laughs> like for <laughs> imposter syndrome, fine, right? Like we can create these diagnoses, all right? But what does that truly mean? Is if I am thinking that I'm not good enough, and that's just in my head, right? Or we feel like, wow, everybody else is amazing on this table Mm -hmm. right everybody in this room has such a strong power but their power is different from my power Mm -hmm. right because we are all individually are smart and intelligent in some way that are coming difficult for other people and then what they make really easy let's say marketing let's say speaking let's say writing and not necessarily means they are all able to be perfecting in every single way. And it's okay because they make us human, it make us stand out if we just leverage more on that one or two things that we're both amazing at, right? Mm -hmm. What I call living more in your desire means both things you just naturally flow, you're passionate, it's great, it brings you joy and something that you actually have the skills and talent for. And if we don't have both, then it becomes a distraction or the mm-hmm. disinterest. And it's neither then it's really dreadful, then we make an excuse of, I have to, instead of, how do I get this off my hand? Mm.
0: You know, you're, you're talking about trying to wear all the hats and, and, you know, we are capable of wearing many hats, but there's always one hat that we're really, really good at and where we really should focus. And the other hats of abilities can help us in doing that. But in an orchestra, you don't see somebody going from the piano over to the violin over to the trombone all in one session, right? It's like they focus in on their particular art, and it's the conductor that threads them together. And if you can be around people where this person has this ability, marketing, this person has great speaking skills. This person has great strategies and thing. Collaboration. You're each bringing your gift to the table and now look what you've immersed there. It is something cohesive and harmonious that really can benefit every single one of you and anybody around you. So it's embrace the gift you have, but don't try to wear all the hats. Because, right. you know, it, uh, believe me, it makes the neck really sore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's the same concept as we're living right? mm. in the same household. You are um, sometimes, hey, do you, can you pick up a grocery? Oh, I'm going to go pick up the laundry. Yes. What do you like to eat? Do we mm. want to cook together? Do we want to do something, go out? Like it's a dialogue and you're dividing the chores. It's the yes, same yes. thing. In the household as we would do professionally yeah. but yeah. somehow the perception of that person it should know you so well and understand mm-hmm. you versus the person who's in some cases people call that oh the work wife the work husband mm-hmm. right and then if you are in a such a great relationship with the people that you work with at just as well as you would at home then there should be a a common understanding that it's okay not to do everything Mm -hmm. and it's okay to feel that there are certain things that i have to be done but i don't have to do it right we've all got a role to play
0: you know it's the same in a play you know hamilton imagine if he played all the parts you know it wouldn't be such a good show we all got a role to play but i also think that the same love you have of family life of home life you can have the same love of your career right it's just a different instrument or a different tone or a different piece of music as metaphorically but you have to love what you're doing because if you don't love what you're doing you're going to be discontented and that discontentment will come home and then you will impose it on other people the same thing as if you've got troubles at home you're going to bring it into the workforce It's how to find that balance and that harmony. The most important thing is love what you do, whether it is the housewife, the mom, the dad, or in business, love what you do, because when it comes from the heart, then there's a really good reason to immerse yourself into it.
1: Right. And it definitely is. Start with know what you really, really love, right? Mm -hmm. That's your passion, that's your flow. And then you need a deep, dive into having all the skills to make you the expert in that field because if we're not the expert we can't stand out if we're not the expert then you have to be the talent recruiter to get these people who are experts to do the feed that you need to deliver because we don't have to be the technician that's the ultimate thing people are forgetting is if we're the leader We don't have to do the groundwork. We need to be the person who see the bigger picture and know how to reassess, remodulate, and how do you bring out the best in other people. That's what people talk about when you think about motivating others. It's that dialogue. It's not to say, well, how? Well, there's multiple difficult things in life, no matter what, but we have to be so clear that knowing whatever we do how we do one thing is what we do everything Mm -hmm. so if we're just saying well that's just who i am as a professional world that is who i am as a personal Mm -hmm. world there's bound to be some discongruency and you're gonna feel not aligned with who you are as a person
0: right and it's kind of delegating leadership isn't it you know, you you know that that person over there is very good at that, so you ask them to step up and be the leader of that particular um, happening. It's the same in the family. You you know, each each spouse has what they can both do well, and there's also those things that nobody wants to do. Whoops, ah, there you go. But nobody wants to do. All right, and you know that you've got to roll up your sleeves and do it anyway. But it's also teaching your children to delegate things to them this is teaching them leadership i'm um, you know i know you're very good at this If you're not good at it it doesn't matter you'll get better with time with nurturing and encouragement um, you run your household like you would your business and you run your business like you would your household it's just different terminology and a different outcome of of the results that you want as a family you want to know everybody goes to bed happy fed you know, looking forward to the next day, homework's done, you know, and all of that stuff. Um, and in business, you want to know when you shut the door at night that you've had a good day and you're prepared for tomorrow and everybody's anxious to get to work because they enjoy being there. So we're looking for that harmony on both sides, right? it? you know, people say you wear a different hat for business or you are a different person in business than you are at home. I disagree with that. Your core integrity and who you are as a person should be the same across the board. But you're going to wear different hats for different positions. And then you're going to change uh, accordingly to what hat you're wearing. But you must always come from the core belief, core heart, the core sincerity. And that should be on both sides of the coin.
1: Yeah, that is so true. One thing that I ask my client to do is this two simple exercise in the beginning when we get together is define three values that you wanted to show up, Mm. right? How do you represent yourself? If everything cut down the bare bones, you only have to pick three words. What are those? Right. And once you pick these three words, then we have to give ourselves self check-in. I just say, this is my guidance, right? My beating light, my northern star. The moment I wake up in the morning, I have it in my morning alarm. These are the three words so I know how I wanted to show up for the rest of the day and you're then, setting the vibe you're setting that setting frequency mm-hmm. exactly and so if any good bad things come mm-hmm. along, you already determine who you are in yes. those moments. It's yes. no longer a withdrawing back worrying how are you gonna react to that you mm-hmm. already told yourself how to do it yes and then, a lot of people don't give themselves enough rewards. Mm-hmm. Right? They can't feel that because they're working so hard. Those are the sabotaging tendency, what we call a hyperachiever, right? Only we achieve certain titles, certain degree, then we feel like we're somebody. Our yeah. identity is attached to that. So if you didn't complete everything on your list, you feel like, what the heck? Right? Like who am I? Yeah. Like I can't yeah. believe I spent all this time and done nothing. but <laughs> You didn't do nothing. Like you probably done so much stuff that you forgot about. And the other tendency of the professionalism, right? The stickler of being certain way of this outcome. But if we're so stuck to that way, everybody else is very difficult to work with us and or they don't even see the result that we want to see because it's hard for us to even get out there. So if we have these tendencies, we don't reward ourselves then we don't feel the enjoyment of getting to certain point of our goal. So the end of the night, I ask people to do is think about what are the three words as how you want other people to see you, mm. right? Did you show up that way? Whether they're just simply patient. Mm-hmm. I was elevating. Right. And and what are those three words? And then at the nighttime, right before you go to sleep, instead of asking did I? Yeah. Change it into a present tense, I was.
0: Yes. I did.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I did. It's not questioning did you do it? Mm. You did. And think about the ways that you actually did show up those powerfully, passively for other people around you.
0: And it's not always about the end result. You know, a lot of people think, you know, but yeah, when when, when we've succeeded, I will. No, it's like when we look a child beginning to walk, just them standing is something to celebrate that first foot in front of the other. Now another foot, now they're wibbly wobbly. We don't criticize them for being wibbly wobbly. We cheer the fact that they're putting one foot in front of the other and then they start gathering momentum and they learn to walk here and walk there and start doing all sorts of things it isn't about that end result there is no end result it's just that continual growth that continual ability to discover something new and i think if we could go about our business and our life in a way of allowing allowing and not dictating you know um i desire this result but then allowing the universe to guide us into achieving that result without dictating how the universe you know uh, i want it this way i want it that way i want it now you know those amazon you know universe delivery does not work right so i think take dictation out of what you want or even expectation and just look upon it as a garden that you're constantly weeding and nurturing and allow it to grow into what it should be because then it's really what it's meant to be right exactly one
1: thing i learned from one of my coaches. Darren Hardy, he's the Success Magazine editor for so many years. One thing he talks so much about is on, yes, we have to set goals, ideas, right? If we start losing that aim of what we are fighting for, then of course, people are gonna pick up multiple projects, multiple things, and you're constantly gonna say yes to please other people or to show how much value you can bring. But once we set the goal, once we've set the ideal, then it should be done with, yeah. I right? will just revisit periodically, but not hold on to so much just to get to that end go yeah. before we feel good, yes. And that's so harsh on our mental immunity, mm. it's harsh even on our body to be in that stressful state, yes, yes, right? Yes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, right? And that I talk so much about, you don't have to meditate for 10, 20 minutes, you don't have to do a whole set of yoga before you reset yourself or relax. You need to just even do things within two minutes, right? That be so intentional that you wanted to continuously to fill your tank and now let it drain all the way to the bottom because then it takes a lot longer and yeah. more effort to yeah. fill it. But if you're pretty good at that 70%, and guess what? That two minutes will boost you up to a 90 to a 100. Yeah. And consider how amazing would it be when you're fully charged, full kiss right at the moment, and no longer be like, no, no, get, just, just give me another five minutes, right? And then we're like typing away, we're searching, and then we're opening up 10 different browsers. Yes, like,
0: yes, <laughs> guilty.
1: Five, 10 minutes <laughs> yes. goes by, you're like, what just happened?
0: Yeah, yes, exactly. And especially if you're in computer work, your time just goes like that. If you're interacting with other people, you can measure time differently. But I think when you're on the computer, it, it is a time sucker. And you just suddenly realize, what did I do today? You know, Eight hours has gone. What did I do? And you've been doing a lot. And you just don't always see it. I love the fact of just take two minutes. I always say just breathe. Just take time out for a breath. recenter to yourself. Just decompress and you can feel it when your shoulders start going tight, your hands start clenching and you feel a shortness of breath and it's like, oh, okay, this is time to take five, right? And just do whatever it is you need to do just to calm things down. You're gonna see things more clearly. You're going to be able to produce things more clearly and be proactive for a lot longer, but it takes nothing, does it? It doesn't take anything. Two minutes, five minutes, take some time out. Even when you go to the washroom, you know, it's just take that time out.
1: You can do this in your office, Mm -hmm. outside or at home. I even say these exercises, as uh, Sarah already mentioned, you can incorporate breathing. Yes. uh, tactile feedback. You can uh, incorporate proprio section and uh, you you can incorporate any of our five senses. That's what I do with my clients. Mm -hmm. I call them. You have to take a mini mental vacation and it becomes (laughs) non-negotiable. Right. right? If it's negotiable, then we will never do it.
0: Just another five minutes. Yes.
1: We are so good at making excuses for ourselves, whether it's good and bad. And then sometimes we get so offended about, like, no, this is how I did it all the time. Like, okay, that's great. How effectively has that been? Even you've been doing it for the past 10 years. And if it's... If it's okay and just okay is managing you, then that means there are better options. And so what's really stopping you from making that adaptation, from making that change, right? It could be fear, it could be a feeling like it's not gonna work for you, right? Despite of what the research show, It's just a fear of what if I'm just wasting time, right? A of failure, a fear of success. Exactly. Sometimes it is a fear of being even more successful than what you already are. And what does that even mean to your identity with your family, your friends, or what kind of load you're going to carry on yourself now at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and at the end of the day, we, if we can count that out, right, a judgment, oh, it's my judge ch- chiming, right? my shitty community chiming. Okay, then it's no longer me. Now I can do this exercise, get myself out of that gutter, Mm -hmm. right? Get myself in slowing down the heart rate, open up all the space on my body instead of tightening up like doing this or on your phone continuously communicating, right? And then we can think about, oh, okay. So now we can activate our power state. Yes what we call sage, these, uh, whether you can be more innovative, you don't need someone to help you to be innovative. You are the vessel to be creator. And you also don't need someone to hold your hands for every single thing for you to do. You can activate yourself, not just to say, okay, you motivate me so much, I'm going to do it. But how, when? what steps what tools
0: what skills yeah
1: right well how are you gonna learn it if you haven't thought about that you just like i'm gonna do it it's also not gonna happen right and then you can play into the other factors of us be more loving empathetic Mm. and be able to treat ourselves the same way as you would treat other people. Not to say, oh, I'll treat other people like how I treat myself. No, no, you probably treat yourself not as nice as how you treat other people. <laughs> I, so I wonder why you're getting that reaction. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> why don't they like me? Perhaps you don't like yourself and you're projecting that. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I want to ask a question about success. You know, we talked about it a little while ago, about in your culture, you know, what is deemed successful. You know, being the doctor or the scientist or the lawyer of this and that prestige uh, careers. But so many people go after things to be successful in life. And it's like, do they ever stop and ask themselves, what is success to you? You know, is it money driven? Is it power driven? Is it you want that high position? And ask yourself also, why is that important to you? Is it feeding the ego or is it really a drive of what you want. I don't think we stop and ask ourselves that, do we?
1: No, and that's one of the reasons why begin my program with any of my clients, we go into that first. Because if we start losing, what does that mean to define success and achievement for you? And what's the mission behind your career? And what's the mission behind you as a person, right? That personal mission. If we don't know that clearly, then of course, we're just a wonder, yeah. right? Yeah. Like wandering around the world, oh, I'll try this. Maybe I'll like it. I'll try that. Maybe I'll like it. And that's why it's causing people to do what majority of time jumping jobs. Yeah. Only a few months after they got into it. And then like, saying, no, 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 I, I can't deal with this because you never really thought about enough. And mm. Another component I say to for people who are not building their own business, especially you're working as a C-level or even just like a team player for any organization, is that who is that amazing ideal boss or the people who ground you, create that synergy for you? Can you find those people and not just finding the best description of what you supposedly want?
0: I think, you know, when you're young, you know, you're envisioning, You know, the fast car, the big mansion house, you know, maybe your own plane trips around the world, you know, all that kind of success. As you get older and you experience life, you see success in so many small ways, more humble ways, and they become more meaningful. And then you realize that that illusion that you were chasing, which again is society's expectation of success, isn't the success you want because it's too ego bound, and it's not society's uh, contribution. So I think as we get older, and we stop and question ourselves, you know, what is success? And I think making a difference in other people's lives, positive difference in other people's lives is one of the successes that we all can do. And it doesn't matter what our career is. But ask yourself that question, because how many people are chasing the illusion?
1: It's nothing wrong with if you have an idea and that's how you define success. That is fine. How are you going to make these smaller steps just to Mm -hmm. get it there? Yeah. As long as you have these steps built up, I don't feel like, oh, well, if I just started today, I'm going to make 200K Mm -hmm. in six months. If you have a brilliant idea, you have a lot of people who done it already to help you, it is possible. But if you just have one idea, but you have no good resource, as we mm-hmm. talk about the skills, the mm-hmm. talent, the things to get you there, then it might be too much an elephant you're trying to chew off, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's not to say you won't get there, but your timeframe might want it to be realistic yes. yeah. for what's doable. We don't want to get ourselves into a place that we feel like our progress is not fast enough, and then we again criticize ourselves. How do I now do this? How come everybody else did? No, no, not everybody else. There are some just special geniuses out there who can do it. Yes, and can they're, they're
0: rarity, college, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> and that's okay. And at the end of the day, for me, is that my success is on freedom. I treasure and value time so much because when well, I know how to leverage time, I got more done yes. with more people who wanted to be in my corner and give myself more freedom to do other things that I enjoy outside of just being someone of a professional around. And I think that also tied into my relationship because out of the five love languages, for me, it's quality of time, number one, and active of service, number two. And I think as we've grown through life, as you mentioned, Sarah, that we all can kind of morph and change. Mm -hmm. And if we reassess ourselves continuously, then we can give ourselves that better engagement. It's okay. It's not now. I don't force it right now because maybe I'm not ready. Maybe I am ready but I have other things that are occupying my capacity that's more enjoyable for me right now. So this goal of me, I'm having it. Now I'm getting more and more clear and therefore I know how to do it. Right. It's also not
0: comparing yourself, right? Oh, so-and-so did it in this time period. You know, what am I doing wrong? No, if if you're doing what you're doing on a slower pace, that doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It might mean you're paying more attention to the steps that you're taking. But I also think that comparison is also where judgment comes from. We compare ourselves to other people and we think I'm not as good as them. And it's like they will be looking back at you thinking you're better than them. And it's this constant comparison. And why can't we just look in the mirror and say, I love who I see in the mirror and I don't want to compare myself with anyone because that always leads to judgment.
1: Correct. Correct. We're constantly competing with ourselves. Yes. In medicine, the funny thing we always say is like, seems like we always want to one up ourselves. Oh, mm. you published an article, you published a paper. Great. When's your next one coming? Oh, yeah. you're the chief of the department. What do you do next? Right? How are you bringing more changes, more revenue, all this. Right, you seems like your gear can never stop because Mm. we never let ourselves to stop if we actually allow ourselves to stop it's not just saying we slow down we're not we're actually give ourselves time to absorb what have happened in the past that worked yes more of that not just constantly chasing this new thing and not realizing there's plenty things we're already doing so well and you haven't really make that into uh, manifesting into mm. this amazing reality yeah and then you already start trying to move on from it
0: mm. yeah let's talk about culture um uh, were you born in in uh
1: america no i was born in china and uh, i flew here when i was 12 actually by myself on my parents my uh Mom actually was already in the US, so my uncle put me on these flights. And I, back then, the minors, you got to have this at least special treatment, right? Yes. They put you to the front of the plane so they can keep an eye on you and they can go through each uh, of the transfer flights uh, with you. So at the time, I was like, oh, whatever. I wasn't really even speaking English that well at a time. You took classes in elementary school and barely mm-hmm. middle school, but not like immersed mm-hmm. in the language. It's more like us t- picking up a second language. You learn a grammar, you learn some words, but how do you communicate fluently, get your thought across? Mm-hmm. That is definitely another level to learn. But as we also know, People, if you guys ever read about Jim Quick, our mental capacity is limitless. It and is. Right, spelled limitless all the time because we can train ourselves, doesn't matter our age, our yeah. gender, our background, you can train your brain to memorize, to read faster. You can really do anything.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's an awkward age, 12, you know, preteen. Um, And then you're going to a new country and you don't have the language. And so, you know, that's I I immigrated when I was 14 from England to South Africa. And, you know, you you're already looking for your identity, right? That self-discovery of who you really are, because you're coming out of childhood where you really don't care. You just are. And then you're going into uh, you know the teenage years and you see everybody else out there and you think, well, am I meant to be like them? Am I meant to be like them? And then you throw in the change of countries and culture and of course with you language it is quite heavy so you know can you remember anything that you did at that time to cope with it
1: i think i'm always good with leveraging people around me mm-hmm. both from the people who are just like me and whether there are Chinese, Korean, um, whatever or not, that's the Asian background and also everybody else. And uh, I also was fortunate to be in a town that are very mixed cultured. That doesn't mean that there are kids who don't like chime in right. and make fun of your accents or yeah. trying to, awkwardly trying to point out, oh, I don't understand what you're saying or things like that. But It's just simply I leverage myself being with the people I'm comfortable with and exploring. Mm -hmm. I think that put me into an advantage in coming out of middle school, high school, and then went to a college, actually 90% are white. Mm -hmm. And I believe the international kids was only 5% at a time. Now, because I was living in a country for a long time, even though I'm not considered an international student, at the time but I also had a lot of friends who are international Uh, and just grown from there I think I was just someone who always loved to network I would love to know more people Mm -hmm. and even in this stage right now as I do everything based on productivity is also knowing I only have this much capacity for this area of mental capacity but everybody else who needs something else I can bridge them into the right service and people so we can all leverage on each other's talent.
0: That's collaboration, isn't it? Working together. And I think, you know, we're seeing this right now with so much divide, especially in the States. And, you know, so much of this, which I never understand is you're a different culture, you're a different color, you're a different religion, you're a different that, so therefore you must be wrong. Um, That, you know, screams insecurity to me. know people who are not secure being who they are and those that are yes i am different and i'm not your norm here but i'm awesome and if you take the time to get to know me you will know that but we can't control what other people say or do we've just got to be that light and shine bright and it will you know invite other people to see you if they could take the blinkers off right (laughs) that's the problem
1: (laughs) exactly and even in medicine, you would think, oh, we are already provider. People need the care. They have to see someone. But I was surprised that one of our national organization for physician associates reached out to me since I host a podcast show for healthcare professionals. Ooh. And back when earlier on the year, there were a lot of talks, um, Asian hate crimes, all yes. that, but we wanted to do something on how has... Healthcare professionals being affected. What mm-hmm. are the things that you've been hearing from your coworkers or your patients? And there are a lot of things that came out during that conversation where when you are wearing is covered up right like your mask your goggles no one can even tell who you are and then there's a things being said like oh people needed to take that virus and go back to their country mm. or uh, what do you mean we don't want asian food you never know where people are coming from right. and these smaller things clearly simply is because people don't know better right. and have some kind of fear in their head and they just went with it because it's easier to hold on to that fear than getting the spending the time to learn the reality.
0: Unfortunately it is easier although it, it takes more out of them and they don't realize that but it is easier to be in fear than out of fear uh, when you know the work that it takes to come out of the fear is work. You've got to be willing to participate you've got to say I don't want this anymore I'm willing to do those sayings every day I'm willing to work on my mindset I'm willing to open up and have conversations and realize you're just like me you just come in a different vehicle right that's all we're all just traveling in different vehicles and we can let the fear go then because we understand that you've got the same desires you know the same things that you're wanting to achieve in life and it doesn't matter what you look like here in Canada we've had an awful lot of Asian bashing Um, and, you know, take your virus back home. Um, One guy who's had dementia, I think he was 91 or 96 pushed to the ground, you know, and it's unacceptable at any time with any culture. And if you are so afraid that it leads you to violence, then you very, very seriously have to take a good look at yourself or stay away from everyone else, (laughs) all right? We don't want that imposing upon us because it is unproductive it leaves a bad taste and now you're making other people of different cultures fearful for their own lives and they should not be as you said big word for you freedom everybody has the right to live in that freedom to be who they are right and all colors so it really does get my goat i can understand if it gets your goat too what can we do about it how can we educate people And I know there's certain people that don't want to be educated, but there are a lot that are still on the fence. How can we educate them and bring them into the conversation to see you as you are, not as they perceive?
1: Right. It's such a great debate. Even on that level is having more open dialogue. Mm. Even from people who are in those culture who feel like being prejudiced or being judged upon not just see everybody else as the enemy but simply see them play into your empathetic part of maybe they never were told or maybe they were never exposed except seeing this repetitive thing in the media yes because where you absorb information, where your circle people are telling you, that is so crucial on how you want to show up, yeah, what yeah. your understanding is. So where even first question is, where did you even get that idea? Mm-hmm. How credible are those sources? Mm-hmm. And have you questioned enough to actually ask different challenging right? Of to pivot our mindset, our understanding, instead of have this picture created in your head as you're saying sarah it's hard yes, to get ourselves out of that fear zone but it's easier just simply believe and run with it because right. questioning make your brain this prefrontal cortex to make yourself think and judge it's gonna burn more glucose right yes. and <laughs> <Yes>. just easily <laughs> oh, okay that is what it is right and then you don't have to feel like obligated to mm. do something about And now the other flip side is if you simply just yell at it, be angry and you down something about that, right? How you can treat strangers Mm -hmm. that harshly, how are you treating the people that you're with?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: If it's so acceptable Mm -hmm. for you to treat strangers that way, does that mean you have the same level as your family and friends, where people's like. no, no, I treat people who I care about better. But then, how are you showing up as a person, mm-hmm. as a human being, to just flip your mind into someone completely new when you go outside? It doesn't make sense whatsoever.
0: No. The thing is, it's who you are from your heart, the integral part of your heart and soul, should be who you are across the board socially family work play you should be always coming from that integrity and yeah you may dislike a certain culture because you perceive it this way and that well how about having a conversation with someone from that culture um you know I'm, i'm going to throw back to the war of the germans there were many many german people that were just as under threat of hitler as jewish people or any other people that he went after if they did not comply they were at risk of being exterminated as well and so we look at germans and go oh they're all evil because of the hitler right well um mao you know chinese people because of Mao must be this way or that way we're taking this broad brush and just painting it over anything and we forget that a painting has many colors many hues Many lines, many stories, many brushstrokes. And if we can look at those brushstrokes and those different colors individually, we'll actually understand the beauty of the whole painting. Right? But just to, you know, oh, I don't like them because please hear yourself saying that. Right? Hear yourself saying that and say that excuse me, phrase doesn't work.
1: Right. And, and the other question I always challenge people to ask is whatever statement that you just made. How true is it? Mm -hmm. Is it really absolutely true? How do you back yourself up 100%? Mm -hmm. And if it's no, then ask yourself, how does it even make you feel to even say that statement? Does it really make you feel good or relieved? And if you say, since it's not absolutely true, what's the flip side of that? How would I feel if that flip side is actually true?
0: We don't question enough what's going on. And I've been the one thing we do not do is question ourselves enough. We can hear ourselves say things. Um, and even, you know, people, in, you know, we're seeing so much now with certain phrases that people have always used. And then there isn't any negative intent behind it, but they don't realize it has a negative effect. Um, reception on the other side. And so I don't want to see people torn and courted because they're using the wrong verbiage or the, the wrong approach. I want to see them re-educated, all right?
1: Exactly. Even people who pride themselves, oh, I'm just being sarcastic. Yeah. Well, even sarcasm has some kind of negativity to it. Otherwise, you shouldn't even need to feel that you need to make a joke out of it. Right.
0: What kind of um, people are actually in this book, in um, Asian Women and Who Boss Up?
1: Oh, there's so many amazing ladies. I am the only uh, medical professional. I still do surgery at the same time, became a keynote speaker on peak performance, especially helping out the private practice world of healthcare owners Mm. uh, and their team to build their mental immunity uh, so they can Increase their productivity while saving themselves 10 hours out of work, yeah. right? Getting your freedom back. Well, other ladies who are also very powerful, whether you need money mindset reboot, right? How we value ourselves when we attach a number to it. Yes. People who are uh, someone who is a big movie producer, TV show, and someone is an amazing Award-winning podcast producer on building women's self-confidence versus there are nutritionists, chefs. There are people who are also in your typical world of law, finance. Mm-hmm. And you do see that diversity of these people. They can be teacher, they can be lawyer, they can be in medicine, they can be a chef, no matter what. We can be every faces, every mm-hmm. colorful career that we choose, it doesn't mean that someone else defined our own path. We choose this path for ourselves.
0: Yes. Um, again, this brushstroke that has said you've got to be this because you're that culture and you're a woman. Uh-uh, sorry, <laughs> No, we can be anything we want to be uh, in any way which way we want to do it. And it, when we see other people, you know, leading I mean, a book like this, is just showing all the different diversity. Now, we may see it every single day as we're walking around, but we're not acknowledging it and having a book like this where it's all in one place and you can see the empowerment and, you know, I imagine you struggled to get where you are when you do struggle. Well, sometimes it can be um, a struggle that really shouldn't have been there in the first place, because it's that judgment from other people. Sometimes it's our own judgment. There's a lot of things that we have to work out on ourselves as we're working out where we're going. But when we get there, it is such a sense of achievement. And that sense of achievement ricochets off to everyone else, it shows that we can do it, there aren't any limitations. But I'd love to see the stereotyping go, most certainly, because Look at people from their core, the inside out. Hear their heart. See their wonderful minds. Open up to their soul beingness. Because that's really, really when you see the abundance who they are. What they do is just how they express that abundance. But let's see the inner abundance inside of them.
1: Amazing. Yes. How can we see the true inside Mm -hmm. of who we are? And just honor that. It's okay to say, I choose a more joyful and easier life for myself because then I can sustain it. Yeah. I can keep going. I have the right momentum and mm-hmm. energy. I am going to choose to be happy yes. instead of many people feel like I have to work hard. If I don't feel the sweat and that i don't do enough, if I didn't work hard myself, If I ask other people, then what does that mean to be me? I didn't contribute, but we all contribute in a different level, different way.
0: Yeah. I'm a true colors coach, which is, you know, the four key personality traits that we are. And I always think that a business, uh, even friendships, even in the family, if you can, everybody's um, perspective and the way, you know, their personality traits. If we um, understand that personality trait, we understand why they say the things they do and why they do the things they do. And if we can step out of our own personality trait and say, well, you've got to speak like me. No, you don't have to. I've just got to understand what you're saying. You've got to understand what I'm saying. And cohesively, we can understand we're actually saying the same thing, that we're just saying it from different angles. And I think if we could just step out of ourselves sometimes and look at other people and what they're really trying to say, we realize, Same thing, different language, different perspectives. And if we can broaden our mind and see things from their point of view, we're now seeing the whole picture and that from that whole picture.
1: Oh, infinite possibilities. Exactly. I also relate that back to when you work into a team, you need to show appreciation in the Mm. way that they like to receive, just like the love languages. Some people say, what if I can't get that person to like what I do? It's not about getting them liking you, but showing them how they like to be appreciated. Yeah. Right? The, yes, the people who are big on word of affirmation, it could be easier for you to be more intentional to tell them that. But yeah. if that's not what they wanted, and they're the one who's active service, then taking a test off their hand means a whole lot more than just told them they did an awesome job. Yes. so we have to have that conversation to know what that person need not just what we are liking to show up well, that's
0: again going back to that collaboration that's the cohesiveness that's the community that you're building and you know we want we want all different flavors in that community because it's all the different points of views or even the different cultures or, you know the the different uh, understandings that come to the table, if we, we're willing to listen and learn from all of them, you know, that we've got that bigger picture. It just opens the doors up so much more to so many more possibilities and that wonderful cohesiveness and harmony that can come from that. I don't understand the blinker, you know, because you you just are so limited when you have blinkers on, when you only see one thing and you only only want to know one thing because you're too afraid to know anything else you're depriving yourself but you're also depriving anyone else of the true essence of who you are that you haven't yet discovered or are unwilling to discover
1: exactly you're so right i at the end of the day let's think about what does it mean just to be us yeah without thinking about what we have to be for other people and that's going back to the beginning Why i said the exercise in the morning determine the three value how you want to show up we don't even want to ask have i show up for others it's mm-hmm. how you want to be you and if i can just be me today yes I'm good and then at the end of the night now i can say yes i also show up wonderfully in XYZ's yeah. way for other people so that i can feel this amazingness that i am yeah I, I'm not chasing. I don't have to wait until I get to a certain point of success or people, relationship, title, or business um, revenue. Before then, I allow myself to be someone else or to relax, to do something, to rediscover who I am. That is too late if we're constantly waiting because that day, I never come because even that day comes, you already made other shifts. Yes. So you're constantly moving. Where is ever going to be the end? Right.
0: You can't you never catch up with yourself. Right. You know, you, you, you are over on speed and, and yourself is saying, well, I'm quite happy to, to plot along. Right. And, you know, um, I've learned to be a plotter. And I used to look at plotter and go, no, come on, hurry up. You know, I see the vision. Let's do it. Right, come on, everybody put in, da, 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 let's do it. And I can still be like that in the in case of something innovative. But I've also learned now to step back and be the plotter, take the country road, slow down and smell the roses, feel the wind in my hair. And I am, although it's slower to achieve maybe some of the things I want to do, it's deeper rooted. It has more substance, it has more meaning. So therefore I have more gratitude for what I've achieved because I'm not going so fast to miss it. So there's something about slowing down, isn't that?
1: Yes, yes, it's um, how you believe you're slowing down. Whether you're the type person, I block out this two hours, I done it, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna enjoy the ride of whatever it comes to me. Mm-hmm. Or I already ran way too fast, I want to not take a step back, but just simply let myself stand here. Yes. Let me feel the wind that's blowing around me. Let me smell the roses, as you're saying, or let me just feel where my body is right now. How am I even doing today from both the physical and mental capacity standpoint? And then you can think, okay, who are the most important people in my life? Have I been there for them? Have I reach out to them. It's no longer all the constant, one of the most common thing in my uh, holistic life assessment that I do with um, the people who got on my show and my client is that what they're truly lower ranking that unforeseen roadblock is their social life. Yes. <laughs> and people have thought, well, it's COVID. Well, yes. it's, uh, I'm just trapped at home. But why wait for other people to reach out to you, to text you? Yeah. Why not be proactive of having a virtual call, even if it's not the best yeah. way, yeah. but at least you're making conversation, yes. you know, you share the burden and share some of the joy of what you're looking forward beyond this stuff. And now we're coming out of this post-COVID era. Yeah, Let's be productive let's be proliferative right and be able to have more than just whatever you see yourself in this bubble there's Mm. so much more outside of that so how do you want it to show up what does that even look like for you what's your aim and once you have that set don't hold on to it too tight just enjoy the every little step with the people that you wanted to walk alongside with you
0: you know felt like last year was the year of um review and renew and rejuvenate and the re, you know the renew can be i need to go in a totally different direction i've met i've interviewed so many people that were very high up in their companies big ceos you know six figures and flying around the world and then along came COVID, and got, i gave that up became a consultant i do it all on zoom and i can go surfing in between right or I, um, I did all of this, but I was a slave to my work. So I worked 1215 hours a day, no time for me, no time for family. I, they had the big house, we had the big car, but where was the quality of life? And something happened to bottom them out. And they took a different direction, where the balance of family, social life, time for themselves, and doing something they love, gave them more of an equilibrium. So and we want people to slow down just to understand that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey.
1: Perfect, perfectly said. Even the people who are very high level up and they think, no, everyone got it. All my friends, they take vacations yeah. here and there. Like, great. But have you actually heard what people said? They feel bad when they go on vacation, yeah. they feel like they have to stay to make sure things are taken care of and they feel guilty if they leave. And when you do leave, many people would tell me, well, my mind can't stop. I'm just right. the entrepreneur. We're so special in that way. Maybe your field don't need to be that way, but our gears constantly yeah. going. Well, is that you make yourself do it, Were you're not allowing yourself to stop or you actually don't have a good enough operation system that things don't flow when you step away and that's actually something the gap you need to figure out we should not be the sole person if we're the hardest working person in our business in our life then it's not sustainable
0: right yeah i had one friend who said uh, whatever he went into was to make himself obsolete you know and it's about everybody being designated a leader in their own department or in their own, you know, whatever the contribution is, if you share that load and everybody feels they're a part of it, you know, part of the orchestra, it's not just the conductor and holy, you know, the one violinist, it's about everybody there. And they feel worthy, they feel um, they listened to and they feel they're contributing, they feel the gratitude, then they're going to go, go away, boss, don't worry, we've got this. We will work together to keep everything going. But if you're such a task manager that, no, I have to be on the phone 24 hours a day. Only my decision counts. I can't trust anyone else. Then, yeah, there's something wrong with your management skills. And you're perhaps not inviting the rest of the team or you're not seeing the abilities that they have. And that is a reflection back on you. What are you running from? Because you're not running to something. You're running from something.
1: Right, right. Are we running to escape something? Mm -hmm. Um, When we talk about sugar craving, people drink too much, they start getting into drugs. Uh, Yeah, some people don't even want to think about, oh, because they're burning out, they're doing that. But clearly you're wanting to get away. It's not about the drug. It's not about the sugar. It's about what other flip side of it that you want to feel, you want to see. It's never about the substance that you're using. So what's that root cause? What's that real trigger? So if we can identify those trigger, then it's easier for us to understand the end result and swap out the bad behavior in the middle.
0: Again, it goes back to participating in your own life, right? It goes back into willing to go through the process, willing to look at the flaws without judgment and go, okay, I can change this. This is hard for me to change. It's my temperament, but I know I can start reverberating it. But if you're not willing to work on yourself, then everything else around you is going to collapse.
1: Exactly. So well said. Yeah, we have to, as the whole time we're talking about, number one is to gain that clarity and self-reflect and knowing why are you fighting so hard? Why do you need us to show up? as a player how do you build that continuous momentum and then is uh what what does this say right this mind is not determined and stuck it's not just say oh it's just your personality just my personality and we can't fix it And if you truly believe people are not fixable then we should say we're not able to learn anything right
0: right (laughs) everybody is i mean everybody is And, and you look at how many people that have made the choice They've made the choice uh, to live positively because they were willing to change. And why are we in such trouble in the world right now is that some people have got the message and know they need to change. And they're changing. And they're they're gathering momentum. They're picking up their vibe tribe. And you've got other people. like I'm sure you've read this book. It's one of my favorites. Who Moved Your Cheese by Spencer Johnson, right? Two Mice, Two Men Around Cheese and their whole perspective of it. If your attitude is give me back my cheese or I'm going to sue someone, or I'm going to kill someone for it, um, you are always going to be lacking. But if you know that you've got to go and sniff it out, scurry around for it and stop hemming and hawing and get on going looking for it, then you know that a little bit of work can give you so much benefit because you, were, you didn't deprive yourself, you found more cheese. But it's attitude, our attitude needs to change we've got to stop looking at things in an entitled way and that that life owes me. No, life owes you nothing. You, you were given the gift of life. What you do with that life is up to you. Nobody else owes you. No one. It's your choice.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And even in healthcare, I'm in heart lung surgery. So the patient who come to me, yes, they need surgery because it's life and death. But you still have to take the responsibility, whether you gain a lot of weight that caused it, you smoked, and even like just say it's a genetic condition. Not everyone manifests the disease the Mm. same way. And it's all very much an environmental factor that made yourself sicker than the same person with the same condition. Yes. Take ownership and stop thinking, well, you guys just fix it. Yeah. Well, we can fix it in the temporary sense. You can still go back to your bad behavior. Yeah. It's not going to last that long. Yeah. So taking that initial ownership of, yeah, I, I got to do better now. I got to think about what I have to do to put myself into the best spot so I can go to surgery and be able to maintain a better me. Right. Yeah. Lifestyle changes hard, but how can I be a better me for who? For your kids, for your wife, for your husband, like for who and for what, right? Like, what does that life mean to you? For you to even now want to fight so hard to live right. the five years ago, that yeah. slowly building up these issue. Yeah.
0: And you know, the thing about you, you know, you fix them and it's up to them now to, change their way of life in order to maintain what you fixed. Otherwise, it will break down again and manifest in another way. Um, Whatever our resistance is, it's futile because nature will always come back, if if not with one cosmic two by four with another. Um, And if we understand that the the gift of your abilities to heal someone, what you're doing, you're fixing them, the healing of them comes afterwards. With what, how they treat themselves, because you can't treat anyone else well until you treat yourself well. And you've got to put that value back on yourself, and you've got to look after yourself, and you've got to maintain that that wellness, mind, body, heart, and soul, because you are a synergistic creature of all of those things. You're not just one heart. You've got to have it all in there. And when you've got it all in there, and you start nurturing yourself and your well-beingness, your whole perception of life changes and your interaction with life changes. So I think we've got very much into, oh, yeah, they can just fix me. I don't need to take accountability. And "Mm, that's wrong. You do (laughs) very much. You do. Do you see that a lot in in the practices of people who just go? Well, I'm fixed now. I don't need to change.
1: We do say that it's not a definitive treatment. It's Mm -hmm. fixing a problem that will help you prolong your life or improve quality of life. But even it just improve quality of life, that means maybe you're not so tired, so yeah, short of yeah. breath, so, so uh, having pain all the time. But what do you have to do to keep yourself in this state? Yes. To rehab, to recover, to get stronger so you can help yourself to see more of the world, to actually experience and enjoy it and not fall back fall back into where you came from right again
0: choice right it's all about choice it's choice in how we see each other it's choice in how we interact with each other it's choice in how we see ourselves it's a choice in who we wish to be who do we wish to be do we want to be a person who is of integrity a person who really does care a person who is willing to be open up to the changes that come a person that really wants to help others because when you can step into that, you're truly stepping into your own enrichment and your own abundance. And then that cup run off over on everyone else.
1: Perfect, perfect. Yep. Uh, end of the day, it's about we have to give the best of us, because if not, then really what we're we giving is what's left of us. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We don't want the leftovers. <laughs> we want the full feast. <laughs> So, my love, how do people get hold of the book and also how do they get hold of you and what what do you offer them?
1: For anybody who is interested to read more about the stories, the struggles and the teaching point from all 18 amazing ladies, go to SabrinaRoundback.com forward slash boss up. And part of that um, book purchase, I am offering a free consultation. Uh, with me and one of my uh, brief on um, productivity how do you treat your week as it will give you hundred thousand uh, dollars and for people who wanted to connect with me i'm very much active on LinkedIn and instagram my handle is my phone name sabrina Ronback
0: can and you spell yeah. that love for people who are just listening
1: yeah and last name is just like running backwards, but with the E. So B E C K Sabrina, Roundback. back. Um, for anybody who just wanted to learn more about myself and connect with me, and if you're someone who know that, hey, I wanted to gain time back, I'm, I'm ready for that. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready to not just always on. I'm ready to not just feeling like I have to be... The hardest worker in my company, in what I have already put in sweat, tears to build, I deserve to enjoy the fruit now. And I'm happy to have a conversation with you to see if I can add any value to you. And you can go to SabrinaRoundback.com forward slash blueprint. Let's see if we can. Pro- Create that blueprint for you to make your life easier. Spend less time while achieving more.
0: Right. Again, you're here to help. And we're not meant to do it alone. No, no, folks, we're not meant to do it alone. We're going to walk our journey alone. But along the way, there are people that are going to help us with their skills, their tools, their wisdom, and their encouragement. And when you meet that person, you don't always know what you're going to get from them. But what you get from them is what you need in the moment. And you put it in your backpack to take your journey further forward they're not there to do it for you they're there to show you how to do it for yourself which is always the best way and so please reach out to Sabina have a chat see if there's a synergy between you look read the book you're certainly going to be empowered by all these wonderful women and their stories and just looking at Each one of them probably had a hell of a struggle to get where they are, right? And look what they've achieved today. And they're sharing it out with all of you. So again, your choice, folks. Do you want to change and walk forward to a better life? And you want to know how? Reach out to Sabina. Because if you don't make that choice, you're going to stay stuck where you are. So thank you so much, Sabina, for being
1: with us today. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. We know you can be anywhere, but you choose us. We appreciate you
0: absolutely absolutely
1: so folks please
0: remember life is a choice and it can be absolutely utterly awesome if you choose to take the journey until next time bye for now we hope that you enjoyed the show you will hear many many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com we have new shows for you out every week just find them on our podcast or, or what's new If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.